Welcome back to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. Today's episode is going to be awesome. It's about Our Lady of Guadalupe. Today is the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and I just love this devotion. I love, I love what Mary has done for us through Our Lady of Guadalupe, the tilma, the image. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or you can share consolation with others and you will hear in the message of Our Lady of Guadalupe the message of consolation, the message of consolation par excellence. You will hear the words that should bring peace to you every time you think of them. Today's episode is sponsored by Our Lady of Quibejo. Quebejo, Rwanda was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of our Blessed Mother. She warned about the genocide in Rwanda of 1994, and she reintroduced the Seven Sorrows Rosary. Mary gave the warning more than 10 years before the genocide, which she confirmed by predicting the death and resurrection of three visionaries in Rwanda. And the warning she gave the people of Rwanda, she specifically said, was not just for Rwanda but a warning for the whole world. So what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day as she asked? Or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about? And just to let you know, the first seven episodes of this podcast are a full recitation of the Seven Stars Rosary from different perspectives, different reflections, different intentions. Okay, let's pray to the Holy Spirit so that I know that I'm going to only say what God wants me to say here. So, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Lord, help me to only say what you want me to say, and forget what you don't want me to say. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mary appeared in Mexico City in 1531. She gave St. Juan Diego, she put her image on his tilma. She gave him an image of herself. And the question for you to ponder in today's episode is, why did God make this image on the tilma? Why did God allow that to happen? Why did he paint that image? Why did he do it? Why do we have this image of Our Lady of Guadalupe? Brief, quick history, 1531. This is like 39 years after Columbus first set foot in the Western Hemisphere. Mary appears to Juan Diego, a Native American. She says, have the bishop of Mexico City, Bishop Zumarraga, have him build a a shrine in my honor. And, you know, they go back and forth. The bishop says, give me a sign. Mary has Juan Diego pick some roses, put them in his tilma, his poncho, And she tells him 
to only show it to the bishop. So when he opens up his tilma, the roses fall to the ground, and the image begins to appear on the tilma, and it is still there today. So it's, it's the most amazing image. If you haven't seen it, you really need to. I wanted to do this podcast episode as a video, but I'm still working out some of the some of the challenges of putting together a podcast. So please picture in your mind the image, and we'll, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about the image itself and what it says. Then I want to talk about the implication for first Mexicans and then for Spaniards or or vice versa, depends on how I, how I say it. And then, really, the question is, what's the implication for you? What does this mean for you? The image itself. The image is of a woman who, her head is bowed in prayer, her hands are folded, she's dressed regally, elegantly, and she, yeah, she's, She's standing in front of the sun, and she's standing on the moon. We can see from this, her head is bowed, and her hands are in prayer. She's not a goddess. She's not a god. And she has a a cross on a necklace. It's very small, but it's obviously there. So she's Christian, and and she's dressed in a in a robe of stars, and she's standing on the moon, she is the queen of heaven. She's dressed as an Aztec princess, so she's royal. Her hair is down, which means she's a virgin, and she's wearing a belt that an Aztec princess would wear if she were pregnant. So, there's so much to take from this image, just in those parts, those aspects, those characteristics of the image. But there are implications from this image and what it says for both Spaniards and the Mexicans, the Aztecs. So let's talk first about the Spaniards. The name Our Lady of Guadalupe, in Spanish, Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe, That is the name of a shrine in Spain. And it's a a small statue of Mary, and she is robed. People have added clothes to this statue, and it corresponds very similarly to the image of Our Lady Guadalupe from Mexico. So for these Spaniards, right away, there's an understanding, a connection, a familiarity. This means that their Blessed Mother is with them in this foreign land. This miracle underscores the truth and the veracity of the Catholic faith as they are in this pagan land. So it's, it emboldens them as, as Christians to then also be evangelical, to share the gospel with these natives who have never heard of the gospel. The, the namesake is, is important because it ties into this 
this shrine in Spain. It, but also, when Mary had Juan Diego pick these flowers to put into the tilma, the flowers that he picked were roses from Castile. They were Castilian roses. And this was in December, so it was, it was not only the wrong season, it was the wrong part of the world. But when Juan Diego recounted this, and when and the bishop saw those roses, again, it created a familiarity. It, it made it easy for the Spaniards to believe that this miracle took place. And it's interesting that Columbus, before he set off to eventually what was the discovery of the New World, he first went to this shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Spain and consecrated his, his voyage. And he had three ships in his fleet of there, and they were the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. You know what Santa Maria means. It means Holy Mary. Nina means girl. And pinta means painted. So how appropriate is it that the three ships from Spain were named after the painted girl of our Holy Mary? It's, it's an astonishing coincidence, but it's not a coincidence. But the whole point of this is that the Spaniards would have been very at home with this. They would have embraced Our Lady Guadalupe immediately. As for the Aztecs, when they heard the words Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe, the, the sounds that are made by that literally mean to them that the demon to whom human sacrifice was offered was crushed. The, serpent, the serpent's head was crushed. And, and as a consequence of the tilma and, and the apparition of Our Lady Guadalupe, human sacrifice in, in Mexico ended immediately. Immediately. So this was a victory for the people who, who were terrified and, and lorded over with this human sacrifice. It had to have been hor horrific. But Our Lady of Guadalupe saved them from that. And not just that, but then they they could see in her that she's not a god, but she's the mother of God. She's she's dressed with stars. She's standing on the moon. She's in front of the sun. She's a heavenly being. She's the mother of God. And this allowed the Spaniards to share with these Aztecs that Jesus is their savior who literally saved them from human sacrifice. So immediately, the Aztec people embraced Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe. And you can't go or anywhere in Mexico without seeing the image of Our Lady Guadalupe. And for good reason. It's a beautiful image. It brings the good news of salvation to these people. It brings the good news of the end of human sacrifice and, and, and so much more. Here are the words of Our Lady of Guadalupe to Juan Diego. This is what she said to St. Juan Diego. And she said that it's a message for all the people of this land. So it is a message for you and I. He was worried 
about his uncle who was about to die. And, and so I'm going to tell you what she said to St. Juan Diego, but I want you to imagine that she's saying this to you. Because you have something that's preoccupying your mind. You have something that's distracting you from prayer, distracting you from growth and holiness. You have something that's keeping you attached to self-destructive behavior or attached to things that, that are not pleasing to God or whatever. Or you might have fear. Whatever it is that you have that preoccupies your time, that creates anxiety, think about that as I share with you what Mary said to St. Juan Diego. She said, listen, put it into your heart, my youngest and dearest child, that the thing that disturbs you, the thing that afflicts you, is nothing. Do not let your heart be troubled. Do not fear this nor any other thing. Am I not here, I who am your mother? Are you not under my shadow and protection? Am I not the source of your joy? Are you not in the hollow of my mantle, in the crossing of my arms? Do you need anything more? Let nothing else worry or disturb you. Those are the words of our Blessed Mother to you. Let nothing disturb you. Do not fear. She is standing in this image with her hands folded and her arms are quite literally crossed so that she says, are, are you not in the hollow of my mantle, in the crossing of my arms? She's literally saying she wants to hold you as a mother holds her child. And she's saying, do not fear anything. This is the message that the Aztecs heard. This is the message that the Spaniards shared. This is the message that Mary wants to bring to you. That you don't have anything to fear. And I think I had heard this, these words dozens of times, hundreds of times. I literally had my kids memorize it because I wanted them to know that these, that these words were for them. I had heard these words and recited them and shared them hundreds of times before I really, really started to think about how Mary is saying, don't worry, don't let your heart be troubled, do not fear this. Am I not here? Am I not? If, if she's saying, don't worry, if she's saying, am I not the source of your joy? If she's saying, do you need anything more? If she's saying these things, she must mean them. So act, this is my, my invitation to you, my plea to you, act as though these words are true, because they are. Act as though Mary, the mother of God, the queen of heaven and earth, is telling you that you have nothing to fear. And whatever it is that's preoccupying your mind or creating anxiety, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to fear it. You don't have to worry about it. It's do not let your heart be troubled. It, it, these things are distractions. That's what she's telling us. And so when the Aztecs heard this, this gave them great hope. It's a source of joy, a source of protection. She says, am I not the source of your joy? Are you not 
under my shadow and protection. She's offering them, and she's offering you, protection and joy and a freedom from fear. In the tilma, in the image, you can see flowers on her gown. The outer gown has, has stars, but the inner gown has flowers, and they create a roadmap that the Aztecs read as though they were hieroglyphics. And they could see that what this woman was bringing was a civilization of love, because from the mountain came a spring of water. And it, was, it signaled to them a new civilization, a civilization of justice and love. It's, it's amazing to think about, because we are, are people who live in this land. We are the beneficiaries of this great heritage, this great pledge from the Queen of Heaven. And this is a message for you. She, the stars on her mantle tell us that she's the Queen of Heaven. And she has been named as the patroness of the Americas. So she's someone who wants you to pray to her. She, she wants you to ask her for consolation. And she wants to bring consolation to the people of this land. And so I come back to the question I had for you at the very beginning. Why did God make this tilma? Because, let's face it, Mary did not. Mary's not God. She may have asked God if she could do this, but God gave the final blessing to it. God willed that the image of Mary, the mother of God, the queen of heaven, be put permanently on this fabric that cactus fibers should have disintegrated 400 years ago. God did this for some reason. And I'm going to say, since you're listening to me, that one of the reasons was for your benefit, so that you know, so that you, know that you can have consolation and peace and freedom from worry. This podcast, my hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that you can experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others. And this topic is exactly that. I'm Carl Brown. This is the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? You can email me your prayer requests at carl at EverybodySuffers.com. And podcast statistics are hard to come by, so if this episode was helpful to you, please let me know, and please share it with someone who needs to hear it. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. Our Lady of Kibeho, pray for us. God bless you. Have a great day.